I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about periscoping our our Why show the fuck today. Why do I buy so many cigars? You could. Um, I <laughs> I'm not ready, but I would totally periscope right now. But um, because we that's have, like that new like live stream FaceTime to the world thing, right? That, yeah, it's. I thought it's kind of cool. It's kind of like it's like Meerkat, only only not broken, and Twitter still only supports them. <laughs> yeah. I saw my McLaren, but the walls are already in the driveway. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. I'm your host, Pacey Pete. Uh, alongside always is Mr. Casey Franco. Whoa! We're kicking in your doors and your eardrums. Get ready for the best podcast in the world. In the whole world. Can our audience still hear after that? I wonder I wonder if they're a little... Their ears, that, are, their ears oh, are ringing that a little bit. <laughs> oh, look at that waveform. Oh, man, that is a big <laughs> waveform. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That's like a, that's like a stone. That's like a stone of sound. <laughs> Thank you for that, Casey. Um, and Mr. I am Salzy. I leave you guys for one week and you just break things. What, what, what the hell is going on over here? Come on, <laughs> I'm guys. Sorry. I'm You're sorry, man. killing our listeners, man. <laughs> I get nervous. I get nervous when I say things. It re- so, the intro need- really catches us off guard, you know, <laughs> with uh, Pete introducing us and, and the uh, music. <laughs> it's all sudden. <laughs> yeah, we we're not. You, you, if you've heard the show long enough, you know we can't just stay stay on track. So no, that's right. just kind of the theme of the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of not listening to the show for a while, uh, I don't even think that's what you just said. But uh, this is the first time that it's just been the three of us in like a really long time. So yeah. it's a boys' day today. Ooh, it is yeah, boys day. it's cool. I mean, you know, we uh, we definitely miss our usual friends, Lauren, Amy. But uh, it's it's uh, we're we're throwing it back old school today. It's yes, it's it's, uh, it's it's the dudes. It's a dude. So in <laughs> celebration of in celebration of this boys club, I've bought you each strippers. Uh, <laughs> they're in the they're in the uh, probably in a couple days. I mean, I didn't I didn't splurge for express first class packaging. So uh, poke any air holes you know, in there. Make, make sure they're okay. Well, ten to ten to twelve business days. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hopefully That's they'll awful. be all right. I gotta make hopefully sure. Hopefully they'll be all right. I gotta make sure I'm home for that at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better not be home for that, on. okay? You're a married man. <laughs> you my sister. If I, had, if I had Amazon Prime, if I had Amazon Prime, they'd be there by by a drone, and it'd be a lot faster. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait! I can't wait for the future, man. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Well, drones are here, aren't they? Drones are here, right? Pretty like, much. Amazon. Uh, that's. Well, I mean, we're kind of we're drone-ish when we do the podcast, so that's true. That's very especially true. now. <laughs> self burn, self burn. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll kick things off with no redactions, right, Matt? There's no redactions. absolutely no redactions. You guys are the best. Really good. Uh, like it, it got uh, got really not heated, but some good conversation last week. So if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, yeah, you should check it out. A lot, a lot of Game of Thrones talk. It was awesome. 
Yeah, and, and just to let you know, the uh, the Rose and Andy throwdown never happened. They actually made up, uh, had cookies, and uh, and I and I believe uh, no, I don't want to start saying like Andy's. No rumors. I don't want to start like saying like Andy's team Laurel because he'll kill me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Felicity, my bad. He was, yeah. I was, yeah. well, now he is going to kill you. Now he is going to kill me. He is going to kill me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's everyone kissed, made up. Well, not kissed, but you know, made up. And, and uh, I'm getting on track. So let's get back on track like we always do or try to with the new movies this week. And that is yeah. first up, <clears throat> uh, San Andreas with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, that's sitting at a 51% on the tomato meter. Uh, I'm not terribly surprised at the rating um it's a disaster but when you go to these movies they're disaster movies they're end of the world type movies so um kind of you know, like disaster movie i think that's exactly what it would what, what okay. in this case right. <laughs> um right. but uh I, I i think if i can if i can get away i'm gonna really try and check this movie out because yeah it's the world coming apart and um i i I don't know. Maybe because we're in the Bay Area, I thought it was really funny to see the Bay Bridge completely implode. Uh, How and, is that funny? <laughs> well, it, it's because it was I drive up that every day. It was because it's the old Bay hilarious. Bridge. It's the old oh, Bay Bridge. So right. obviously, right. this isn't real. <laughs> so it's helpful. No, it was helpful to make room for the new one. I, totally, totally. This now, already happened. Just now I know how they got rid of it. So it totally makes sense. Um, it was Paul Paul Giamatti's or not? Right? Or what's the name again? The I forgot his name. Never mind. James Forget Earl it. Jones. James Earl Jones. It's not James yep. Earl Jones. Not at all. No, Paul Giamatti's in the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's a scientist, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally going to split the earth in half. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> oh, man. This movie's going to give us some great lines. Um, all right. So the only other movie coming out, uh, Aloha with Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone. Yeah. That is sitting, That is sitting. sadly, at a 14% on the tomato. What? 14 whole yeah. percentage points. 14? Yeah. Two Mark Wahlbergs? It's 14 it's more percent than Paul Blart, so, you know, I don't know. But but I was teasing the guys before we started recording because I was like, this is interesting because San Andreas and the Aloha ratings, I mean, granted, they're critic score, so we try to not take them too seriously, but I do think it's still funny that they combine all these into a tomato meter, which is why I still give the scores out. But um, I find that very interesting because – uh, Aloha looked like it could be kind of fun, a funny, serious type movie. Maybe in the vein of, um, oh, what's that movie with Steve Carell and uh, Julianne Moore? You guys remember Ryan Gosling? Uh, Crazy Stupid uh, Love. Crazy Stupid the Proposal. Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, man, Aloha, 14%. Crazy, Mahalo, man. Mahalo. Yeah, Mahalo. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, if anything, that movie's just going to make me mad that I didn't go to. I didn't get to. I haven't gone to Hawaii in a while, so yeah. Oh, that is sad. Although it kind of gave us an idea for a possible new segment where we just go and see bad movies and then try to talk about all the good things about them. It's a seen a nerd positive review. Oh man, that's gonna be so hard for us to do. We're <laughs> yeah, gonna have to cause... like be drunk for that or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so in other words, I just have to go see a movie. Pretty, <laughs> pretty just, much. just regular. Pretty sad. So uh, those are the movies out uh, this week. Uh, on Blu-ray, we got Seventh Son uh, and The Loft. And that's it. So Wait, Seventh right. Son? Is that the one with Jeff Bridges? It is. Yeah. That's, 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 that movie came out? I thought it's yeah. still like coming soon. 
Because no. I didn't see no. it in the theaters. That goes to show you how well that movie did in the theater. When yeah. you think it's it's still coming out and it's already on Blu-ray. I'm looking up what it got. On the- just 12%. It, just, it looks wow. like generic, generic magic medieval style coming of age movie. It just looks like that. It looks, it looks like... like- uh, Shout out to anybody who knows uh, Legend of the Seeker. You guys remember that TV show? I remember, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. It was was awesome. (laughs) But it looks like that. All right, so those are your movies out on Blu-ray and in the theater this week. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we might be go checking out uh, San Andreas because who doesn't like a disaster movie? Um, Maybe the state of of California doesn't. But, you know, for our enjoyment, go, go get some popcorn, kick back, and watch a Watch a good old action flick. Um, all right, we're gonna get over to Casey's rundown. Casey's rundown. Uh oh, it's time for the entertainment. Damn son, where'd you find this? Entertainment, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually, had that sound effect queued up like a half an hour ago. That's the most preparation <laughs> I think I've ever done for the show. Um, first up, uh, beloved person Johnny Depp. Uh, and professional weirdo could probably face 10 years in prison for taking his two dogs to Australia. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Australia is pretty damn serious about what you can and cannot take into Australia. Uh, At least they weren't dingoes. I don't know. (laughs) Dogs exist in Australia. How come he couldn't bring his dogs? (laughs) Well, something about how they have to be like you know, have shots because they're coming from a different country. Yeah. Oh, I see. So the logic makes sense, but they're going to extremes. They said they were. They said they were going to. They they said they were going to. The it was either the prime minister or or whoever is in charge over there said we're going to euthanize your dogs, and it was like it's like yeah, it's whoa, a whole like what are you? Okay, so yeah, um, taking just, a hard line stance, you know. Well, I, I I feel like he was destined for prison anyway. If not for that, then <laughs> then. Probably on, on U.S. soil for making Mordecai. I was going to oh say Mordecai. God. Anyone else watch that? It was awful. Uh, I don't care how charming he is. He's charming. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, B.B. Uh, King, uh, the blues legend who died a few, yeah. a few days back. Uh, his daughter is saying uh, that foul play uh, may have been part of his homicide or uh, his death and that they're pushing for an investigation investigation into a homicide uh for potential poisoning so i hope that's not the case i don't know who would ever want to kill bb king oh. yeah, i mean like how can he make enemies you know he's like he's so cool yeah this and like, i don't know like who would what would be at stake you know to kill i, I don't know that's weird. Right. it sounds like the premise for like a, a kevin bacon primetime drama <laughs> <laughs> you know the following is still on, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that is can- a, that is a show that is still going on. Maybe it got canceled though. Oh, did, did it, it really? Yes, it did. Oh man, I wasn't uh, watching it anyway. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it was right. good. First season was awesome. <laughs> My parents said it was good. I liked it. I watched it. Um, well, uh, next up, uh, Jaws is returning to theaters to celebrate its 40th anniversary. So uh, oh, that's awesome. be on the lookout for that. Uh, I was really hoping that we'd have uh, we'd have a uh, like a maybe seventh or, or eighth sequel by this point. But uh, <laughs> they've really been slacking. I don't know what's what's wrong with them. Well, you know they've rebooted and remade so many uh, shitty movies. Point Break, um, but um, 
But uh, it's bless you. It's, you know you it's coming. You. Did you sneeze there? <laughs> I totally sneeze. Yeah, excuse me there. No, fuck it. I'm gonna say it. I I cannot believe they remade Shortbreak, <laughs> and the trailer looks awful. I was watching actually. Um, my wife was watching this entertainment show, um, and they, one of the as they were ending the show, the the they had the director on, and he said something. He said something along the lines of. Uh, when you do a remake that has the, the kind of cult following that Shortbreak has, you have to do it justice. And I was like, I laughed so hard when he said that. And my you wife looked to. at me like... Too bad I didn't. Yeah, my wife looked at me all crazy. And she was like, why? Why are you laughing? I'm like, because the trailer was awful. The trailer... The trailer ah, I can't talk. The trailer looked nothing like the old movie. So, sorry if, I'm, if I sound like a purist, but... The movie. <laughs> I was saying that the point of a reboot is to make the same premise. Well, I I don't know if it's a reboot or a remake. I guess that's a problem. And and and, that's a, and, and then the, the fact that direct, the director said that they were going to do it justice. I was like, okay, okay, man, okay. So, <laughs> that's, like a, I mean, they need to nail that scene where he's shooting in the air, right? I mean, that's just that's the most pivotal scene, right? Well, is that point blank. I think I can't. I I can't. Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You're like you're an orthodox point breaker. You're like a point Quaker. <laughs> point Quaker. <laughs> San Andreas this Friday. Hey, 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 good, hey, good, good see, boy. Is it this Friday? Be the tenth call. Schneider in <laughs> as a Paris sister. Oh, okay. uh, all right, well. Hey, I'm, I'm there with you. All right, <laughs> next up, next up, definitely next show. up, definitely next up. Uh. Marvel's Daredevil is now the top-rated show on Netflix Instant at 4.6 stars. It's a tenth of a point higher than House of Cards, Breaking Bad, and Sherlock, and it is Whoa. tied with it is tied with Alive Inside, a documentary about Alzheimer's. Uh, so I guess the main the main point about this article is that there's a documentary about Alzheimer's that's that's really good. That's a tenth of a point higher than Breaking Bad and Sherlock. Wow. That's that surprises me. I mean, it's cool. That's a, that's a cool little fun fact. I'm glad, uh, but that surprises me. That surprises me. The biggest thing here to take away too is that um, a show funded by Netflix and it, it didn't have the promotion of you know being on television and stuff like that is just as cherished by audiences as much as like Breaking Bad and Sherlock and all of them. You know, yep. yeah. Like this I've, pretty much solidifies that Netflix online streaming communities, like you know Yahoo community or whatever, like. They're capable of putting out good products and like the whole stigma behind, oh, oh, it's it's just an internet show is like completely thrown out the door by now. So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the I I have one uh, the next article kind of piggybacks off that same point you just made, Matt. That like that whereas internet shows once were kind of stigmatized, now now they're almost cherished more than TV shows because with an internet show you don't really have any boundaries except the ones that you set for yourself like marvel's daredevil doesn't really i don't think they curse do they they don't have any like big swear moments are you being sarcastic oh i I, do do they i only i've only ever seen the first episode matt (laughs) oh daredevil yeah does it does they do they do they say the fuck word often yeah i mean yeah don't yeah all right well never mind well the point (laughs) is The point is they can. The point is that they can if they want to. Whereas if they were to put it on TV or in theaters, they might not be able to. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess the the moral is uh fuck as often as you would like. Uh. Cord cutters, 
Cord cutters, your dream is coming true. Uh, HBO is now planning a special dis discounted version of HBO Now, uh, or at least they're considering it. So if you want specific specific shows, maybe, you'd be able to pay a discounted price for only one or two shows. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like shows a la carte? That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of like a it's like a subscription-based system, kind of like what, what YouTube does, only not filled with... With teenage people on webcams. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, good news for Twin Peaks fans. Uh, the revival, <laughs> the revival is going to have eighteen episodes now. It's been extended from uh, I don't know, like ten, ten wow. or twelve to eighteen. And uh, yeah, as we said last week on the entertainment, whatever. Uh, David Lynch is going to be. David Lynch is going to be on that shit. Nice. Um, next up, Tracy Morgan is giving his first TV interview since, uh, since his crash on Monday's Today Show, so. Oh, wow, that'll be something to watch. So, if you're I'll not my, it. yeah, if you're not my mom and dad and you don't tune in for the, for the Today Show, then, then record it, set it to record, or tune in, to, tune in, tune in for it. All right, now get into the, get into the stuff that Pete sent me that I haven't looked over at all. Uh, <laughs> we have a new... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first look at Bebop and what, oh. and it seems uh, like WWE star Sheamus is playing Rocksteady. What? Yeah. Yes, that is awesome. Sheamus, Sheamus, Sheamus is so cool. We Sheamus. Do you think we he'll Sheamus? Do you think he'll do the role ju justice, Matt? Absolutely not. But it's not going to be awesome. <laughs> the role justice. <laughs> He's gonna uh, brogue kick someone in the face, and like Bebop never did that. <laughs> He's probably gonna call him fella. He's probably gonna have a have a have an Irish accent, which makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> the wee wrestler Seamus. Wrestler uh, <laughs> Seamus. Uh, okay. Next up, uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus's role in Star Wars: The Force Awakens is, has finally been revealed. Uh, yeah, so about this article, uh, the headline doesn't tell me anything about what his role is, so I don't actually... It's at the very no. bottom. So uh, scrolling to the bottom, I mean not scrolling to the bottom, definitely just trying to remember from memory. <laughs> uh, Supreme Leader, Supreme Leader Smoke is, uh, Supreme. is whoever he or she may be, Snoke, oh, Snoke, not Smoke, Snoke, S-N-O-K-E. Are you having Felicity flashbacks right now? A little bit. It was a little bit traumatic. <laughs> she deserves better. Okay, sorry. I, I wasn't. I wasn't on the Arrow. You know, mini that we did. So I had to say Andy Circus deserves better <laughs> than Oliver. Uh, Pete, I know there was one more thing you sent me, but oh, I. That's okay. The, um, all it was was uh, the uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the character, but the the actor who plays uh, Harvey Dent character in Gotham has been promoted to series regular. So, oh. yeah, so if you're a Gotham fan, uh, he, you will see more of him. Um, I think we talked about him a long time ago. I still wasn't on board with the fact that he was the same age as Gordon. I think he should be, I, I think, much like, younger. yeah, much like yeah, all much of, like um, all of Batman's rogues that they are introducing in Gotham, uh, they need to be young. They need to be either, if, if you want to make them older than, than Bruce, you can, but, Make him like a few years, five at the most. Not like this guy's like in his twenties, like a lawyer. No, I, I still, I'm still a little, I'm still a little off put by that. Um, so that's what I, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. 
Uh, so thank you for that, Pete. Uh, you saved me some reading, which is, <laughs> we all know is difficult for me. Uh, and with that, that's going to do it for the entertainment. You try that. Uh, well, so I, I found this, this new theme song. Uh, this is actually a, a, an 11-minute song, so you guys might have to sit in for a little while because uh, it's, still, it's still definitely going. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Entertainment, whatever. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that was, that was uh, awesome. This is a new K- entertainment theme. The K- new entertainment song. Casey's greatest exit from the entertainment, whatever, ever. Hey. <laughs> ever. Did I just say that twice? Whatever, ever? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. All right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now we're going to get on to TV talk. You know, it's, uh, we're hitting the summertime, the dog days of summer, as they say. And, uh, you know, our, all our favorite shows are, are off right now. You know, we've got Flash, Arrow, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you know, we've talked about Gotham. We've talked, you know, 12 Monkeys, obviously, ended a long time ago. We, so many shows are off. But that doesn't mean that we take a break because there's so many, there's so much TV to talk about. And, and that's what we're going to get into right now. There's even shows coming on in the summer. Uh, if you listened to us last year, we talked a lot about Hall Catch Fire. That's coming back very yes. soon. We're very excited about oh, that. That's my dude. Um, I need to get caught up on that. So Lee Pace is the man. Uh, and so today's show, we're going to have quite a few shows to talk about. We're a couple of oldies and a couple of newies. Uh, well, not newies, but, you know, a couple of ones that we haven't got to yet that I really wanted us to get to. Uh, we're going to kick things off with, with one that we, we usually talk about here and we all we all like a lot, and that's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty interesting show this week there was quite a few things that it ended on a very interesting note uh, i can't wait to talk to you guys about that uh but actually b- before we kick things off um i want to say uh it was interesting uh that we got to see samuel uh and oh, what's her name um sam you know what i'm talking about right john's friend at uh at the wall Casey, you know what I'm talking about, right? What? Uh, I'm sorry. I was distracted by Matt definitely <laughs> blasting our Skype conversation right now. I'm trying to what hold you, in laughter. What are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're not doing anything. What's on Periscope? Can they see me? Uh, no, we're not on, not on Periscope. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, uh, those who didn't see the Periscope, uh, we might start Periscoping the behind the scene uh, and nerd. So be on the lookout for that. Matt, you're not out of the hot water yet. Uh, definitely <laughs> yes. distracted me from Pete's question. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> right. uh, to answer your question, yes, I believe we're talking about Sam. Yes, yes. thank you. Yes, Sam. yes. Samwell uh, hooking up with the bra that he's been hanging out with for the last five seasons. <laughs> the, the bra. The, damn, Pete, you're a married man. Ouch, you want to try that Ouch, one more Pete. time? What? I'm supposed to be the offensive one here. What are you doing, man? <laughs> okay, the girl there. Okay, oh, the that's lady. Nice. That was nice. The She's a woman. Being, she is a grown Pete. woman. She has a child, Pete. Give I've her bl- some respect. She's I've... a strong, independent <laughs> woman. Snap, yes. snap. I just single-handedly lost all the female listeners on the show. All the I female see listeners. Unfollows right now. <laughs> it should be instead of Kevin Bacon's face, it's called the unfollowing. So not how I wanted to start the show. I blame the brain. Um, I just did. I'm gonna get on Snapchat. I'm gonna get on Photoshop with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh, the man, girl that Samuel's been hanging out with, he finally hooked up with her. Yeah. Um. But it came at a it came at a price. It, it came at did. a price. It did. It did. Uh. But uh, it was good to see. Like you know, one of the things about Sam, I've always, 
I've always liked his uh, he he's strong in his convictions. You know, he doesn't back away. He doesn't run away. And, and then that's exactly what happened when he was trying to protect her. And, and, and you know, these two jerks. Now that Jon Snow's gone, uh, you know, they, they, they think they can just push him and bully him around. And, and it's just not the case. Um, Casey, what did you think of how all that went down? I love how I love how tenacious he is. Uh, see, he's not really he's not really the the most physical kind of guy. He's not the strongest. It might might not even be considered the smartest. I mean, he is well read, but his common sense is sometimes lacking. But uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, as we saw when he went up against those two guys. Um, I know that 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 scene itself was some pretty was some pretty intense moments after, especially what happened last in last week's show. Uh, we didn't want to have that same kind of situation happen again. I know I was, I was actually, I was pretty scared. Uh, but uh, but it was nice to see Sam, even though he's he he kind of got his ass kicked, stand up for what he believed and and really prove that he's a he's a good guy at heart. And I hope that somewhere down the road that he he kind of learns to use a sword a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. That that, that was that has always been kind of his his weak spot. But um, <clears throat> uh, what is it? He, he he kind of lets everyone know, hey, I did kill a White Walker. So, yeah. you know. Uh, no one believes him. Yeah, no one believes him. And, you know, hopefully, I don't know. It's it's not like he can go out and prove it, like, or, or you know, show, like, there's proof of him doing it. So um, maybe he'll get some sort of, like, redemption at some point and show that he can do it in front of people who doubt him. So that would be cool. Um, man, I can't believe I said broad. That was totally bad. Um <laughs> Anyway, oh, uh, all right, so moving on. Um, so we got a lot of things happening with uh, Sansa. You know, we see the, the fallout of, of last week's episode with her and, and Ramsey being married and everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said last week, she can't catch a break. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, Theon or Reek, as you, whatever you want to call him, uh, you know, is going into her room and giving her food and, and she's getting dressed and you see all the bruises all over her arm. Just, ah, I feel, I feel bad for her. But, yeah. um, uh, you know, she tries to say, you know, there's, you know, you're, you're Theon Greyjoy. She's trying to talk sense to him. And, and, and you can kind of see there's a little bit, uh, I, I want to, I feel like there's a little bit of Theon, like a very little bit in there. And, and that's why he gets away. He is a lot around Sansa. I feel like, um, Casey, do you, do you think there's any, any way that we will see a Theon return and 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 overpower what Ramsey's done to him mentally? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's hard to imagine, but I'm sure I'm sure somewhere down the road, maybe in one of the final episodes this season, uh, Ramsey. I, I can imagine a situation in which Ramsey uses his uh, his Force lightning powers and uh, and Reek ends up throwing him down uh, a Death Star shaft uh, <laughs> while Sansa. While Sansa is not equipped with her lightsaber, uh, <laughs> possibly, possibly. I mean, that could happen. I'm not a fortune teller, so I don't know for sure. Uh, but I, I do think that definitely, in some kind of some kind of tense situation, uh, his his instincts are still to to do what's right and to be Theon. But I think he's just so scared. He's so scared of what Ramsay will do to him if he ever disobeys him that he won't allow himself to disobey him. Ever so, I I think because we see Sansa's character really like she's she's coming into her own this week. She was giving it back to to Ramsay. I she had some she had some oh snap moments where I was like, damn Sansa, yeah, fucking 
fucking give it to him, man. She 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 really she was embarrassing him. It was it was really funny, and uh, I mean he he did kind of still turn out to be a, a dickwad, but at least he was an, an embarrassed dickwad for a couple of <laughs> for like a minute or so. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little worried she he was gonna like smack her or something. I yeah. was I was like, oh shit! Like Sansa's getting in his head, and I liked it for the same reasons you were just saying. But I was like, I was I was kind of like part of me was like bracing for like him to be violent with her just because you know that's his nature. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean now. So I think I think next week, especially after after uh, Reek has has betrayed Sansa again, uh, and Sansa really doesn't have anything. She she's kind of she's running out of things to lose at this point. She's gonna be just full board trying to destroy Ramsay. And I think if she can show if she can show Theon that Ramsay is not as powerful as Reek be- or Theon believes him to be, uh, kind of show. Show him that the the God King is indeed still a king. Then, uh, then he might he might remember his old roots. He might remember his old roots and uh, maybe join Team Sansa again. Hopefully, yeah. And, and you see in the, in the previous coming up that uh, she is trying to get through to him. Uh, and you know, hopefully, it's not a thing where it has to get to the point where Ramsey's head's on a stick and Sansa's saying, "Okay, he's dead. He's gone." You don't have to act like this anymore. So uh, just because, you know, just uh, I, I'm sure we all remember how much Ramsey jacked up Theon mentally and physically. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, they're, they're preparing for battle because Stannis is, is hell bent on taking the north and, and taking on the Boltons and, and, and fighting. Uh, you know, what did you think of, of his plan? You know, he's, he's deciding to take his wife and daughter. Um, and even the, you know, I, what I found interesting was there was a scene with him and the, um, the witch, the witch girl and, oh, the, uh, the ginger priestess. Yes. And she, he almost, I'm allowed tries- to say, I'm allowed to say that I'm half ginger. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he almost tries to like have a moment with her, uh, and, and tries to make a move on her and she backed away something she's never really done before. Um, and it, maybe it's because she wants to have control over him and, she wants to, you know, dictate the terms. Um, what do you think of Stannis and what he's doing uh, as far as marching towards uh, Ramsay's uh, army? Um, I, he's he's definitely proven to be the most the most tactical and efficient of the military leaders in Game of Thrones. Uh, plus, he's got magic on his side, and I still don't quite know how the Red Priestess's magic necessarily works. So, I mean, I. It kind of just falls back to that. She has some kind of plan that involves his daughter. I think that she was alluding to him sacrificing his daughter for another bit of magic. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to we'll have to see what that what that whole interaction was about next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Um, you know, we had uh, I I thought that was an interesting scene between. Uh, Jamie and his uh, niece slash what daughter? Yeah, is that what we're calling her? Yeah, <laughs> um, his she, daughter. Yeah, his daughter. <laughs> his daughter. I like that. Um, you know, she's pretty like set. She's like, I'm not leaving. Uh, th- I'm gonna marry uh, this dude, and I'm not going back to. Um, I'm not going back to King's Landing. This is my home now. Um, do you think that Jamie's gonna still do whatever he can to? To get her out of there, or do you think he's going to go back empty-handed to Cersei? 
Um, I think he's still going to do whatever he can to get her out of there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it just, things would be so much simpler if there was just telephones. Like if they, if he could just have called, <laughs> she could have been like, no, dad, I don't want to come home from summer camp yet. And he'd be like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then that would have saved him a lot of, oh, so much trouble. Um, uh, but I, I think, yeah, he, he has kind of, he's risked too much at this point to kind of go home empty handed. So I think he might stick around, but I mean, he also might see the error of his ways in sticking around. That uh, the uh, the Dornish king kind of seemed like a reasonable guy, and we haven't seen an interaction between him and and uh, and uh, Jamie yet. So hopefully they have a hopefully they have a little powwow next week. Yeah, and then um, I I I I'm losing his name. I can't remember his name, but the guy he came with to Dorn. Uh, um, Ron. Run and you know we see him in the jail cell with the sand. Uh, what is it? The sand sisters. The sand sisters. The sand sisters. And uh, one of them tries to almost kind of seduce him, but then kind it turns, of. Well, yeah, she, she <laughs> definitely does. seduces. She definitely him. seduces. Him. And a hundred percent of the male audience, <laughs> and probably a good portion of the female audience as well. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, I you can see I when when I first heard they were going to be on the show, I was really curious as to how they were going to handle the sisters because for everything I heard from people who read the book, they said that they were just as bad as their dad Oberon, if not worse. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that a little bit in this scene with the girl that's seducing Ron in the prison cell, and you know he's like getting all excited. You know she's getting naked for him, and then boom, the poison from her. Uh, from her blade hits and man she was just toying with him i was like oh shit are they gonna like kill this guy right now like is he gonna be done uh but no they they save him at the very last second and uh what did you think of that whole interaction well i mean i had i had some kind of tell me a a spoiler from the book uh i don't know if you would like me to share it we can do a little spoiler alert if you would like me to share it uh okay all right, so for any of you listeners listening, uh, when I say go, go ahead and skip forward 15 seconds on your podcasting application. Uh, go. I guess Braun apparently dies via poison in Dorn. So when that happened, all of the book readers were like, oh, okay, this is, where it, this is where it happens. But then he has that antidote now. So he's, yeah. uh, he's alive. Sorry. Yeah, Matt, Matt, you, you, you're a... <laughs> You're one of those. You're one of those types. I was going to chime in. And this is where the book readers are getting a little anxious about the show because, I mean, I'm not caught up on the show. That's why I'm, like, staying quiet. But the show is really starting to deviate from the book. So I think right right now is what I'm going to start watching it over again because this is, yeah, this is huge. This is kind of like a pivotal part in in the series. So now that he has an antidote in the show, we're like, wait, what? So it's a little confusing. So I have have no clue where the show is going to go from here. Or at least with this character. I at mean, least with that character, yeah. I mean, like you said, in the book, he was supposed to die, but he didn't. And really so. hope that was more than less than fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely over. Uh, oh well. Uh, all right. Our bad. <laughs> eh. um, all right. So uh, is that the title of this episode? Our uh, bad. Our bad. <laughs> Meh. Our bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so we uh, let's see what, what am I missing here? Oh yeah, so we go to uh, let's let's get on Tyrion and Jorah. You know they got hey. sold to these uh, these guys who use the people they buy for sport. You know mm-hmm. to fight, and coincidentally they just happen to go where Khaleesi is, and 
to be the people who are fighting in that in, in that whole arena. And that was it's because they were it's Tyrion was going to see Khaleesi. Then he gets kidnapped by Jorah, who ultimately wants to go to Khaleesi as well. So it's really not a kidnapping because they're going to the same place. Then they don't know where the hell they're going because they both get sold off. Well, there we go. They're right back heading to Khaleesi. So I, I just think it's kind of funny that it, it's 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 just one thing after another, and it, it ultimately they're all going to the same place. So uh, nothing's ever really lost with this. Uh, Casey, what did you think of Jorah revealing himself to Khaleesi and and saying, you know, like basically, like take me back? That was a that was a sad moment. I mean, Jorah Jorah is one of my favorite characters. I mean, he is kind of a he is kind of a traitor, and I know I'm not supposed to like him, but I do. I do really like Jorah. Uh, he's a great fighter. I'm glad we finally got to see him pick up a sword after like I don't know what I want to say like two seasons since we saw him fight last. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a it was a sad moment. I uh, I didn't expect Tyrion to come back actually. Ever since that one guy that one guy freed him, Tyrion had the opportunity to leave, and instead he walked out into the battlefield and gave himself up gave himself up to uh, to Daenerys. So I mean, I think that kind of shows the trust the trust that Tyrion has in Jorah and like the the time that they've spent together at this point. They've kind of become friends. Hopefully, I mean, at least Tyrion I think considers Jorah a friend. Well, there is. A, I think there is a level of respect between between uh, Tyrion and, and Jorah, even though he knows about it. I mean, there's 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 something to that. They know that they're going to end up in the same place, and they ultimately want to work for the same person. Yeah. So um, there is there is an unsung character who I hope gets a little bit of an explanation next week, and that's the the big dude who freed Tyrion. I yeah. don't know if they will ever come back to him, but uh, but people who like. People who like short people are very, very tough to come by, as uh, that one song from Randy Newman so adequately points out. Uh, and I, I, I hope that they come back and explain why he likes, why he likes Tyrion so much, or why he freed him. Yeah, Perhaps. that was. They probably won't. They probably won't. But I can dream. I can dream. This is America. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very interesting because I was like, oh crap, Tyrion's like he's gonna die, or or something him. was gonna happen to him. Uh, and then he snaps the snaps. Game over, man. Yeah, <laughs> he he snaps the shackles, and he's uh, thank you. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes next week. Uh, how Khaleesi uh, takes to Jorah and Tyrion, knowing that Tyrion is there only to help her, but uh, he does have the Lannister name, so she's obviously going to be uh, concerned with them. But I'm, but I'm sure as as if 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 it does come to pass and they do work together. Uh, hearing that a Lannister and a Targaryen are working together is probably not going to make too many people happy. Um, so I wanted to save this for last, and that's uh, the big stuff that happened at the end of the episode, and that was Cersei. Uh, it, to, to, to say that uh, her plans backfired on her is probably putting it mildly. Uh, um, yep. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you real quickly – with what happened, you know, we saw Cersei get taken in after she thought she was home free and and everything. Do you think that the High Sparrows have their own agenda? Because they 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 he wasn't speaking nicely to Marjorie's grandmother. Uh, then he takes away Cersei because of what she's done. Uh, what do you what do you think of of their part in this whole thing? Um, I I think that he explained it to uh, to the uh, to the grandmother the. Tyrell, yeah, the Tyrell grandmother, best when he says that he doesn't really, 
she's used to everyone having an ulterior motive, an ulterior motive. Uh, and he doesn't. He's just doing. He's doing who he worships. Uh, work. He's doing what uh, his religion asks, and that is just. To, and he's being the the religious counsel to the kingdom. That's really all he wants to do. And so, no matter who they, no matter who you are, whether you're royalty, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, uh, if you're in a place of power and you're being hypocritical, cough, cough, Cersei, uh, <laughs> then he is going to. He is going to uh, persecute you, uh, and I am very happy. I'm so happy that we finally got some kind of payoff, Cersei Wise. She has been, oh, she has been writing so many checks, so many checks that that her her uh, her ass can't cash, her mouth can't <laughs> cash. I'm I, I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how that uh, term of phrase goes. But uh, anyway, point of the story is Cersei's in jail and we have a happy Casey on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am so happy that she's in jail. Oh man. She has been doing, she's been doing some not nice things for a very long time. Yeah, it was certainly coming. I think, I think that was for sure. But you know, I, I think somebody tweeted, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, they said justice does come to Game of Thrones. It just takes five or six seasons to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you know how they handle Cersei in prison. Um, you know, because she's you know threatening the guards that are taking her in, and they're like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, what are you, you what see? are you gonna do, Cersei? Nag them to do? <laughs> you know, you see her like, do you see this face? This is the last face you're gonna see before you die, and then they. They slammed the door on her. I thought that was really good because I'm like, really? What are you going to do from inside here, Cersei? What, what do you – Toman Toman doesn't do shit. So what are you, what are you, what are you expecting here? Nobody's well, going to come save you. Yeah, well, that brings up another good point that now that Cersei's out of the picture, what Toman doesn't have is his mom telling him what to do anymore. So he can, he can do what he wants. I'm thinking he springs, uh, he springs Marjorie out of jail. Ocean's can, Eleven style. <laughs> I can see that. I just hope that – I hope he does. I hope he does something finally to, for himself, really, because, like you said, he's just done nothing but what his mom says. Yeah. I mean, like a you know, like a true mama's boy. That's what he does. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if he does it to uh, see. I, I want to see him, like like you said, Case. Let's let's see him get Marjorie out of jail, and 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 because you know, once that happens, then it's gonna be Marjorie in his head, and she's gonna be running everything. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, did I let's see here. Did did I miss anything from the rest of the show? Uh, I think did we cover everything pretty good? For the, I mean for the most part, yeah, that's it. Uh we just get to see John John meet with the wildlings next episode and that's really that's really about it. Yeah, and I, I really hope we get to see the payoff of the battle with uh Stannis's army and uh and the Boltons. Ah, oh, right. Winterfell. Yeah. I I really hope we get to see Get to see that just because I, I think that'd be fun to watch. And, and if there is any chance that Ramsey could die and we all get to watch it, um, I'll be, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll all be collectively cheering. Well, next week, next week, we're going to see Brienne re enter Sansa's story, I'm pretty sure, because we only saw Brienne in, in a single shot this last episode, and it was her standing outside of the, of the Bolton's uh, castle. So, so hopefully, Brienne just kind of, just kind of, uh, I don't know. Vipers, Vipers, Ramsey just takes his <laughs> skull and just, uh, just, just juices it. That would nah, be great. I, I've made, I've grossed myself out. We should probably, <laughs> we should probably move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will. Um, all right, so that's Game of Thrones for this week. We really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's certainly things are starting to pick up, and it's going to be fun to watch how it, 
how it all how it all goes down uh, this coming Sunday. All right, so moving on to another HBO show, uh, one that Matt just watched. <laughs> um, Silicon Valley, which was uh, really funny this week, and and I think we're finally, I think the their story arc for what was going to happen for this for these guys is finally coming into play. Uh, you know, you know, in the first season it was them trying to uh, you know showcase their their stuff at TechCrunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's them. Uh, trying to stop, stay alive. Trying to stay, trying alive. To stay yeah. alive. Yeah, you know they got Huli on their ass. You know, trying to say that they stole their algorithm and then it was their idea. Then you got um, what was it? In frame. In frame. Who? Who? Yeah. Who they? Who they? I don't know if we should say they accidentally gave it. Gave them their algorithm. You it know? was definitely. It was definitely Pied Piper's fault. But was, yeah. I mean, they they kind of accidentally given is a good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. So so now we have these guys to deal with who. Who have a lot of the same info, but not everything. Um, let's just let's just start from the from the beginning with they they pick up pretty much where they left off last week, which is uh, the guys go straight to end frame to confront them about stealing their algorithm. Um, Casey, what would you think of the uh, the awkwardness of uh, Richard and how he just walked in and he had like he walked in with a full head of steam and he was like uh, stopped dead in his tracks and didn't know exactly didn't know didn't know what to do at all. First of all, I, I think it was funny that they they keep thinking that Ehrlich is the CEO because he does have yeah. that that CEO look to him, <laughs> <laughs> and that Richard can never get the respect that he deserves. Um, I also think it's funny that he he tried to correct their he tried to correct their their coding again for the second time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think that he's he's really Richard has come a long ways. I mean, he's still not really a threatening kind of guy, but he is. More and more developing uh, a backbone every episode. He's getting more and more. Uh, I, I don't know. He's getting. He's getting more confident in the direction that he wants to take his company in. Uh, Matt, yeah, he would. He would ahead. normally just like roll over. You would think in like the first season, like you know, and any kind of like, you know, someone tries to convince him to go otherwise. You know that that actually makes sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm just here to put in work. And then now he's like, no, this is my baby. I want this to happen. You know, he's. He's proud of the work that him and his team has done. So, um, this whole this whole episode is really kind of revolving around him, just like, you know, keeping the ship afloat and but maintaining that it's still his ship. You know, it's it's uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, what's inter- what, what's really inter- interesting too with the uh, the the end frame guys is the fact that the guy who bought Richard's company wants them to merge yeah uh, yeah you know and it, it, it just throws like a whole wrench into the thing you know they they don't they don't want that and i can understand that that's uh we had talked before the show and you know this is richard's baby his pipe piper this is his project um nobody just wants to hand over all the creative stuff they came up with to somebody who stole little bits and pieces of an idea uh matt what did you think of the uh the guy this well well, I don't know what to call him. I, for one thing, I forgot his name, but he's just a douchebag to me. Um, oh, the guy from Endgame? No, no, no. The the, the guy who bought the who who bought Pied Piper. Oh, uh, Russ Hanneman. Oh, Russ, Russ, Russ Hanneman. Russ. The man yeah, okay. who put he put ready radio on the internet. He put radio on the he, internet. <laughs> put radio on the internet. <laughs> oh, Peter God. Gregory is dead, guys. <laughs> hey guys. Oh God, that guy's Peter Gregory's dead. Um, <laughs> what do you think of how he's handling? I mean, he granted, um, he did he did what he did because. He went from being worth billions to being worth millions, which is awful. Nine hundred and fifty millions. 
<laughs> First of all, what a great scene when they're coming in and he's like, he like X'd out his painting and then like he's just sitting with a blanket on his sofa feeling sorry for himself. I was like, oh, he lost all of his money. What's Pied Piper going to do now? And he's like, I'm not in the three comma club. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> why did I buy so many cigars? Yeah, why did I buy so many cigars? Uh, I like Russ's character. I, I feel like he stole the episode from me because he had so many funny scenes. Um, but to go back to like how they were going to merge with, with Endframe, um, you know, it was, it was all his idea, Russ's idea. But when I was watching it, at first I was, you know, you, you guys heard me. And Casey was in that told me that's his baby, you know. Like, yeah. of course they don't want to merge. You know, he wants to make sure it's his ship. It's his idea. It's wrong for them to steal it from them. Uh, for an instant, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't you just merge together? But then the very next scene answered all those questions for me and really put it in perspective that, you know, um, I think it was uh, Monica or something. She, she said uh, uh, along the lines of, you know, it wouldn't be a merger. You'd just be absorbed into them and you wouldn't exist anymore. And I'm just like, man, that sucks. So yeah. I'm Especially back on you, Team Piper. Yeah, especially when you know that your, your smaller team can do it better. Exactly. Yeah, that was the the main focus is like we can do it better. Uh yeah, so uh but Russ though, man, the scene <laughs> when he's like the doors, I'm moving my hands, you know, visual jokes on an audio show. Uh <laughs> not like this, not like, not this. like this. Like this. Like this. <laughs> and then, like, he's Slams slamming the, door the car door times. three times. It's like my car doors do this. And it's it's so funny that he like freaked out about being worth only, you know, he said, uh, my, one of my favorite quotes in the show is, now that I'm spelling the word billions with an M. And I'm like, oh, that is so smart. Like, what great writing on the show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny to see Russ, like, freak out. And um, I love that. I mean, I don't know, skipping forward, I, I love how they ended the episode with, a, with essentially a bake-off, as the lady said. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one next week. And for, for once, we see, a confident, we see a confident Pied Piper now that they've, yeah. they've done their deal with the devil, so to speak. I wonder if this will come back to haunt them. Guilfoyle, like, save, pretty much saved the company, just, like, convincing everybody that, like, you know, I did this. And yeah. now we have to play by their rules, you know? But at what, to, at, at what cost? At what cost? I wanted, to ask, you, I wanted to ask you about that, too, because, uh, you know, we had the whole moral dilemma. And and that is, you know, he didn't, you know, like like Guilfoyle says, he didn't hack the thing. The guy left his information out on a post-it where anybody can see it. Um, it's still illegal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he left the post-it on his, his own desk. I mean, I would not like someone. He's still trading on information. I would not yeah. like it if someone stole my post-its. I... <laughs> I would, I would have no way of remembering to get more post-it notes. <laughs> you no, have it plastered all over your walls and ceilings. <laughs> my wallpaper <laughs> is essentially sticky notes. <laughs> oh. Each of the sticky notes just say wallpaper on it. Get wallpaper. <laughs> get wallpaper. <laughs> so I just, I thought that was really interesting. But I, a part of me was like, yes, do it, just because I, I hate those guys that stole their, the stole their stuff. But, um, can we have a moment of silence for Dinesh's love life? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Oh. It was just bad. <laughs> I think we did have to do a <laughs> That was the moment of silence. Right that there. was the moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy. You guys are really bad at moments of silence. Can I just say? You're really bad at it. Uh, I I feel bad for this guy. You know, the, in last week's episode, he thought he thought the the really cute Asian girl was into him and then turns out she had a douchebag uh, boyfriend. This week, he meets a girl was it on Snapchat? 
and yeah. and he thinks everything's cool on Snapchat. I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and turns out that uh, the girl he meets comes Tinder. over. He meets her on Tinder. Oh, it's oh, Tinder. 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 Okay, right, yeah. Tinder. He meets her on Tinder. She comes over. Turns out she's had a history with Ehrlich. And they spend the next two or three hours looking for her earrings in his bedroom. While listening uh, to Sade. While listening to Sade. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Sade. The not early her, Sade. Yeah. Not, oh, not the early man. stuff. Not the late stuff because it's too Baroque. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Oh, God. It's oh. so funny because I instantly understood what he meant by that. <laughs> so all you Sade fans out there. Sound yeah. off on Twitter if you know what I'm saying. Early I gotta stuff. say, I gotta say, Stoned Ehrlich is probably my favorite Ehrlich. It probably is. Uh, <laughs> it's but kind of I, a dick. Yeah, he is kind of, oh, yeah, kind of definitely, definitely. What <laughs> hole indeed? Yeah. <laughs> I think he, he he broke a bro code there, which was yeah. Uh, not. Yeah, that was a bump. I feel so bad. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of character development going on in in each of the characters right now that I think is worth is worth kind of running down the list on. I know we talked about we talked about Richard kind of coming more into his own and taking more ownership of the direction where Pied Piper is going. But we also see Ehrlich kind of becoming more and more mellow and maybe even being set up for for like a humbling fall now that he's stolen Dinesh's girl. And then that sets up Dinesh for for redemption or revenge against Ehrlich, we have yeah. Gilfoyle, who's now who's now openly practicing his dark arts, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his boy. last name isn't Gilfoyle; it's uh, Slytherin, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I, uh, I wanted to talk real quickly about um, Gavin Belson and how uh, he's trying oh, to use uh, quote unquote Yoko. To to come up with uh, with all these new ideas, and I thought it was hilarious because you know here's here's Fathead and he he says oh we got this great idea about you know using your 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 neurons to transmit information to your phone and it sounds all great and he's like oh my god this is amazing he's all so so when <laughs> can yes, I team. yeah when can I use this project he goes oh well I'm pretty sure our grandkids will might be able to use. <laughs> Definitely within our lifetimes. Yeah, that's the that's the one. Definitely oh. in our lifetime. And he's like so just proud of himself. Figure out how to do it. Oh my gosh! That I was... just loved. I loved his slideshow. I thought that was a that that went to show the the research that goes into the writing on the show where they have they have like before before Facebook Zuckerberg had to make whatever the heck and then that failed and before before Apple had the iPod they had to make nah, something else and then that failed. <laughs> Yeah, the dig guy. The dig guy. <laughs> it feels so bad. A lot, a, a lot of other things before dig, and then several other things after dig. <laughs> and then the last slide that just says failure equals success. I lost it. I absolutely lost it. That was so funny. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's uh, – I, I like how um, even though the Pied Piper guys have to deal with uh, with end frame, they still have Gavin Belson. They, they still have his character – uh, in the you know so in the, back, in the background, yeah, looming yeah. in the background, so to speak, and and uh, watching him try to get Fathead to run a team and come up with ideas has just been pure comedy. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna save this for next week for redaction, so I actually have something, but it's actually named Big Head, not Fathead. Oh, it's Big Head. Yeah. Oh. His name is or Nelson Bigetti. It's a Big or Baghead or Baghead. Yeah, or Baghead. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's what Gavin calls him. Forgot. Yeah. Fathead is what my dad calls me. That's, I don't know. You <laughs> might have heard that before, Pete. Maybe that's what it was. 
Uh, all right, so so that was Silicon Valley. We really uh, we really loved the show. So good, such good stuff. Um, all right, so one of the shows that we were going to get to uh, now that we haven't gotten to in a while uh, is House of Cards season Ooh. three. Uh, yes. You know, it, I can actually I can actually participate in these conversations now because as of this season of Seen and Nerd, I am completely caught up on House of Cards, and I am not. What? Uh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Shit! Damn it! I'm not completely caught up. I thought we were only talking about the first episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just the first yeah. episode of season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I'm five okay. episodes in. Oh, but, okay. you know, we're only going to do one at a time, like last, like last year. Okay, good, good, good. Good, good, good. That's, that's how we roll in Scene and Nerd. We go episode Oh, how by the episode. table turns. Right? I, I understand all your guys' jokes now. Like, I went back when I was doing our season one best of. Shout out to that episode. Go listen to it if you have time. Uh, and I was listening to your guys' House of Cards commentary. And whereas... I was just eating a burrito before. Now I was actually laughing because I understood <laughs> all of your jokes. Oh, oh. Threesomes. You know, I, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, uh, all right. So, so getting to this episode, you know, we got the season premiere of House of Cards season, season three. Uh, you know, Frank's uh, – he's president. But, but I thought it was interesting that they didn't focus a whole lot on him. There was a lot of little stuff in the background with what he was doing. But it was very much a a stamper episode. Uh, yeah. we, we you know whereas at the end of season two we thought he was dead. We thought he had been done for. Uh, the guy had his well he got his head smashed with a rock or something. Yeah, I mean he got he got, uh, he got Anakin Skywalker. He got, oh like, man, totally nailed in the yeah. back of the head. <laughs> and, and and we see we see the the effects of that because he's in recovery, and they tell him how badly his frontal lobe's damaged, and he because of that his his. Uh, mental state is going to be very, very erratic. You know, he's not going to be able to live the normal life he was leaving, le- leading before. And then he got him like going home, and and this is that's that's very common where a patient goes home because they think they're okay, kicks out the family that was there to help him. Um, Matt, what did you think of uh, of Stamper's? You know, he's trying to recover, he's trying to get back so quickly because he wants to go help Frank out. He was like, you know, the whole road to recovery was like, you know, in the whole episode. And it was, it was you know, good seeing him. Because, you know, Stamper's like kind of a fan favorite. You know, he's he's very broken, but he's still like, you know, strong in the face of, you know, his addiction and stuff like that. And um, he even like slipped in the shower. I was like, oh, my God, wh- how could this get any worse, man? He, he was in a coma, for goodness sake. Come on, House of Cards writers. How can you hurt him anymore? <laughs> And uh, he's kind of just at wit's end. Like he, he, you know, he he just started recovering. He's focusing on getting better. He wants to go back to work. You know, it's, it's a it's a long, grueling process. You know, with his brain damage as well as you know his legs and learning to walk again and stuff like that. You know, and uh, you know he he goes to meet uh, the president. You know, and then like it. I don't know if it was all show, but I I want to believe, and maybe that's just me being a human being. And Frank Underwood is not a human being. Um, <laughs> You know, he lets him and Stamper kind of have a moment in the overall office. You know, I was ready for him to say, we made it, you know, like, or I made it because of you. I made it to this spot in the Oval Office. You know, he lets Stamper kind of just, like, you know, stay as long as you want in the Oval Office. And he said, there's always a place for you here and stuff like that. But the the scene where he first calls and... Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, oh, my that's God. Me. That's me. That was me. Hold on one second. I'll be back. <laughs> Time stamp. Oh man! All right, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Are we gonna keep it in? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we're keeping it in. So when 
Uh, I lost my train of thought. Squirrel. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about Stamper in the Oval yes. Office. Yes, Stamper in the Oval Office. No, no. Okay, no. The first time he he calls him, right? You know, um, uh, Claire gives him the phone and said, "This is for emergencies in case you remember anything, or you know, it's direct line to the president." And he calls him, and then, uh, you know, I guess uh, Stamper was thinking it was gonna be Francis, or it's gonna be uh, you know, Frank answering the phone. But no, it's uh, what's his name, uh, Seth. Seth. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this is just for emergencies only. Click, you know. And he's kind of at his wit's end, you know. He's he's like on his last kind of like, you know, you know, his last uh, chance at you know staying in the inner circle. And you know, if uh, Frank is kind of keeping him at like arm's length because he doesn't know what happened to Rachel and stuff like that, and. You know, it's it's interesting seeing him just being like almost like really desperate. You know, he's going in with a broken arm with like a makeshift like the a splint on his arm, and you know he's he's covering up with his suit and he's so desperate to get back to work. But um, I mean, the end of that episode was just straight up weird. You know, like he uh, he tells the doctor at first that he doesn't want like the pills because he can't because he has addictive personality. Yeah, ends up taking the two pills but throws away the prescription. It's like he's giving himself a little bit just to get through the now. And that's what I'm scared about for the rest of the series for Stamper is what if he falls back into it? You know, he buys that bottle of bourbon, but he only fills up a certain amount of the syringe. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 like a slippery slope, you know? Like, don't get that gateway, you know, uh, just amount, you know, that little amount to, you know, get you over the edge. So I'm a little worried for Stamper, but overall, like, what a... What a uh, a great road to recovery for him. I just hope this isn't a setup for another fall for Stamper, you know? Yeah, and like you were talking about with, with him, like, you know, using a couple pills for now, um, yeah. you know, the using putting the bourbon in the syringe, you know, and scaring the shit out of the prostitute in the process. Yeah, she was uh, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, she, like, freaked <laughs> out. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, in that... A big old needle in that like situation, that, yeah. you're, you're, you're involved in something. All somebody... All of a sudden, somebody pulls out a big fat syringe. I mean, that yeah, that would scare I have, anybody. I have to, I have to ask, why not a measuring cup? Why a syringe? Why it's not way a more dramatic? Cup? <laughs> it scares prostitutes way more. Way more measuring up. She's like, we're gonna bake in bed. <laughs> I, I was wondering. I was like, I was like, is he gonna inject himself? I'm like, what the hell's That's going on? That's not how here? alcohol works. Intervi- yeah. <laughs> silly stamper. That's not how alcohol works. <laughs> Somebody's been watching. Uh, somebody got a little too many ideas after watching Requiem for a Dream, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, case, uh, what did you think? I, you know, I I'd mentioned about how Frank being president was kind of, it, it was kind of put on the, a little bit of the back burner. And yeah. one of the moments I thought was really funny, and I I don't know, I don't know if it was just for satire, it was just for I don't, I don't know what it was, but. There was a, a moment when Frank was on the Colbert Report. Uh, yeah. What did you think of that? Yeah. Was that just, I mean, just because in this day, in, in, in our current um, real life, I don't think we would ever see that. So is that saying? Oh, well, they, I mean, uh, no, sorry. Go well, I mean, you see, President, President Obama goes on late night shows, or he was uh, when he was doing his PR tours all the time. And and it, I, I'm glad they included that scene in House of Cards because it shows how Frank – we see Frank Underwood behind the scenes and how he is as a person, how he thinks with his his into-the-camera first-person dialogue. But we never see we, – we get rare glimpses at how he appears to the American people. And so showing him on the Colbert Report, whereas in real life, if we were to see President Obama, he'd probably have a couple of quips – 
he'd probably be able to joke along right there with Stephen Colbert. Uh, we see Frank Underwood be very serious, kind of be a little bit shaken by Colbert's character. Another thing I thought was interesting is that Colbert didn't really he didn't crank up the he didn't crank up the parody or the satire that he normally does on his show. He actually was was full Colbert character yeah. within House of Cards, which I think really denotes how good of an actor Stephen Colbert is being able to play play a parody of himself playing a parody <laughs> on another show on a fictional TV show. It's very. It was very. Com- it was. It made me. It made me kind of reboot. I had to reboot for a second. Well, I thought it was yeah. And to add on to what you said, I, I think that it was interesting because it's you know we all know that you know the Colbert Report was just a, a was it was it was it was very funny and yeah. it was interesting to see that in such a dramatic show such as House of Cards. Um, I just I found that to be to be very very interesting. Um, I do think that they're they're portraying kind of jumping on what you said earlier in the segment. Uh, they're portraying Frank Underwood in a in a very different light from previous seasons. Whereas before, I mean, he's literally he's a murderer, he's a liar, he's a cheat. In this season, they portray him as just a regular old boring ass president. He doesn't really he doesn't really do anything evil anymore because he's not allowed to. He's got watchful eyes on him all the time. That's very true, um, Casey. What do you think of? Uh, you know, Stamper met the hacker guy at the at the bar, and uh, what what do you think of? Uh, do you are you worried at all that this hacker will turn against Stamper because he did kind of say like you know, well, there was a point where I thought you were worth something, maybe not so much anymore now. Um, are you are you concerned at all that he'll uh, turn he'll uh, you know turn on Stamper? Just um, real quick, sorry. His name is Gavin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Gavin Belson. Uh, I think Gavin Orsay. That... <laughs> sorry, one of those. It's one of those. It's one of the two. Uh, <laughs> um, it's who's? It's who's. Boom. Who's? Booms. Booms. Grammar. I don't know. Seen in grammar. Uh, <laughs> I think. I, I. Well, it's tough for me to say, having seen the entire season three. <laughs> Trying oh, okay. to put myself, oh, okay. put myself in the mindset. Trying to put myself in the mindset of just the first episode. Sorry, you know what? I didn't even think about that. You're the wrong person to ask. I'm you've, sorry. You've I'll watched be... it already. Powering. Pete, would down. you like to ask yourself in the third person? <laughs> Pete, what do you think? No. Um, oh, <laughs> I like that. No. If anything, I I hope he doesn't turn on Stamper. I hope they're. I mean, because the whole point, at least, it seems now that they have the guy is to find Rachel. Um, and we're gonna see where's Rachel. Where's Rachel? Um, we're gonna see how that plays out, and if she's gonna come back at all. I mean, you, I you have to wonder, you know, with with how badly messed up Stamper is. You know, he's got the ringing in his in his head sometimes, which yeah. I mean, that's got to be killing him. Sad. And then he's he's having these flashbacks of conversations with Rachel. Um, you know, where do we? We know that he said to Frank, I would have taken care of, I should have taken care of her no matter the chance. Is that true? Do we think Stamper, if given the chance, would really take out Rachel or does Absolutely. he still have that connection? Absolutely not. I don't think so. At least not at not at the not in the state he's in right now. I mean he's I still he's still got that like he's still he's Frank Underwood's dog at this point, and Frank Underwood treats him like he is Frank Underwood's dog. That's very true. Matt, Matt, do you think that he would take out Rachel just so easily? 
Uh, I I don't know. Like, well, what do you mean by easily? Like, like they're just gonna find her next episode, and then no, no. no what I'm saying is, like, if like, if if they do find her and he gets the opportunity, do you think he still has more of a strong connection to make sure she's away and safe, and and he doesn't kill her, or do you think he would really take her out, knowing I, that that would solve all so many problems? See, that's the number one question. Uh, I I think that he would still. There's there's too much at stake for him. Um, you know, like he's already is like backsliding on you know this uh, on his placeholder presidency. So he just he needs anything and everything bad about him to just go away because uh, he's laser focused on being um, being uh, reelected. So I I think he would just take her out. I don't. I think he would take her out, but then somehow people would find out and there would be there's big whole like uh, investigation about it and then maybe that's how the season ends with him like you know being arrested or something like that or but um yeah i i I think he would just he would not hesitate for a minute to take her out guys i have to ask how many how many episodes of season three have you have you seen i know matt you've seen the first five five yeah i've just started the first one okay all right Man, the tables really have turned, haven't they? <laughs> they sure this is, have. This is weird. This is weird for me. I feel like I've read the Game of Thrones books. <laughs> you get, you're a step ahead of the now. I know how I feel when yeah. you guys talk <laughs> oh, about <Matt>. the show. <laughs> Matt, this is terrible. Matt, this it's, is ab- it's, how have you how have you managed to stay this long? I mute my microphone, go get water. <laughs> I come back and listen where you guys are at, and I'm just like, and then I bite my knuckles and then I walk <laughs> away again. <laughs> I imagine you, I imagine you like muting the microphone and then just turning around like, damn it, you guys, you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, How actually, could you not see? How could you not see? And then you unmute your microphone. You're like, yeah, guys, no, that's a good theory. Yeah, that's <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, yeah, he'll probably survive. I'm actually a dick about it. I'm just like, huh, <laughs> kids. <laughs> Oh, oh kids! Man. All right, so Woo. I, I want to end the, the House of Cards talk on this, and that is Claire wants to be more than what she is, which is just, which is the first, you know, she wants to be more than just the first lady. She wants yep. to be the ambassador of the UN, and and it's it's interesting of uh, her motives and how she's going about doing it. She's not necessarily doing it because she, well, I mean, I'm sure she wants to do it, but. Uh, her real motives come out in that she doesn't believe Frank is going to get reelected in 2016. She thinks that uh, there's a good chance he is done after this presidency. And she's just trying to take care of herself. Um, Matt, what did you think of uh, her her motives and, and why she wants to take this, this big step? I think um, Claire is too smart and too driven to just be the, you know, well, not to say that uh first ladies don't do anything they do they do a lot actually um but uh i think she wants more than just that she wants to be um kind of like frank like you know she wants to have a legacy she wants to leave behind a legacy so she wants to be the first lady that is using her position to get into politics and possibly run you know i think um her her drive is what makes her character interesting and what makes her uh one of the most like uh, fun characters to follow on the show is because she's she's in a unique position, um, yeah. um, and she's teamed up with someone who is just as driven, if not more driven. Um, so it's interesting to see her 
finally pull the trigger and like because you know before she was like leading like a non-profit and then you know that went off and then now she's like um trying to get to really get into the game of politics and i think it's it's fun to see her uh kind of like not ask uh francis first just went straight to um he's, he's like the leader of the house right the the guy that she went to go see uh i think so. yeah something like that um Check back next week on redactions, <laughs> and uh, if if I even do it, <laughs> and then um, so like I, I thought it was interesting that she didn't really ask permission, and then later on there was that scene where she comes busting in the the bedroom, you know, you know Frank's sleeping and she's up working, and it used to be the other way around last season. I don't know if you guys noticed that, oh. and she comes busting in, it's like no. You know what? You got to give me the nomination, blah blah blah, and then you know now she's in the war room when that scene. And then Frank's like, are you sure you want this? And she says, yes, I want it. And he's like, good. And then uh, so I'm interested to see uh, how her like nomination race goes as well as, you know, the whole situation with the jobs bill that um, Frank is putting up. So it's it's like two parallel storylines. And I'm guessing one's going to crash and burn and one's going to succeed. And we'll see which one does. You know, Frank does make that. um, Actually, I want to ask Casey. What did you think of when they called him up in the middle of the night to, you know, take out the I'm assuming it's it's a terrorist they're tracking. Um, you know, he says, come with me. He brings her to that little room where they they make the strike happen. Why do you think he did that? Um, I, I think it just he, they're showing the the tough decisions that he has to now make as president where they've been tracking. They've been tracking this guy, and he knows he he wants to be able to say to the American people that oh we've we've killed this suspected terrorist or or perhaps not. I, maybe it's just they they obviously they need this guy dead for some for some reason, but he has to leverage the lives of potential civilians in that same uh, setting. I think we're gonna see next episode how that actually how that plays out and what the repercussions may or may not be. Um, but I think it just goes to show that now he's having to make really hard decisions but he 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 wants to have his wife there with him at the same time and it's i it goes to show how how strong her character is that she also wants to be a very large part of politics she wants to be right next to her husband she wants to also do do things uh on her own separate from her husband yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting to see when when he announces the nomination how the rest of the the government handles it because it seems like everyone around them doesn't want her to do it, uh, or you know, it's just is they're just completely opposed to the idea. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna make for a very inter- interesting storyline, and and we've seen when Claire doesn't get her way, she makes <laughs> damn sure she does. Uh, yeah. Well, Claire's Claire's character is is interesting in how strong she is because she want she she is very capable of doing all these things, but. At this point, everything that she's done kind of has a little asterisk next to it, so to speak. And it, it's like she's only been able to accomplish that because her husband has been so deep-seated in politics. And she really wants to do something now where she can say that this is 100% mine. I've built it from the ground. I have made it succeed. Yeah. Not just because my husband was able to get me this nomination. Yeah. Very good point. Um, all right, so all right, so that's gonna do our for House of Cards talk. Uh, you know, like we did last year, we'll be breaking down every episode. So whether you watched it already or you are watching it along with us, uh, be sure to tune in. We'll be talking about it. Um, all right, so we're gonna end the show. Or I mean, I'm sorry, we're gonna end the TV talk on a show we we've been hearing a lot about. A show that's it's has quite a following, 
and that is the 100, uh, a CW show that came Ooh. out a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. The The first season's on Netflix, so we're all watching it right now. Um, and, I, and I just want to start off by saying I was really impressed by the first episode. Um, I was, I was all establishing impressed. shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very cool. Uh, a lot of action. Um, I think there was some little flaws with it, but I'm not going to get – I'm not going to harp on them. Um, I, did have, I did have my doubts because like it – I tweeted out it moved – that first couple of sequences moves faster than just about any other TV show I've yeah. seen setup-wise. It's just like – it's you just, just like this – it's just history, history, history. Here's the space station. Here's the main character, and now she's being sent to Earth, and now she's on Earth. Go. Yeah, they don't mess around. They don't. They don't. They get straight to, straight to the point. And did you guys like that, or did was that kind of a negative? It on was. Your guys it was head? a little bit. It was a little bit negative for me at at first, but I feel like they just have a main. They have a main story that they want to get into. I mm-hmm. we've only seen the first episode, so I mean, if the main story becomes so fleshed out that it's. That they didn't, they didn't need a whole episode for setup. They didn't need a whole half an hour for setup. They'll just, they'll, they'll throw us into the main yeah. story because it's so good. So it seems like they're gonna go back and forth between the narrative between on Earth and what's on the Ark, as they call yeah. it, the space station. So yeah. that's why, like, yeah, the same way. At first, I was like, whoa, that okay, whoa, hold on, guys, slow down, slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down <laughs> we out in space, and then what, and then. Uh, there's a girl and then there's a really cool space station and then now we're on Earth. Um, but it looks like they're going to jump jump back and forth, which is kind of cool. I like that a lot, how um, they put the focus, they, well, they put the audience right into the eyes of, of I guess, the main character, which is, uh, which is Clark. Clark. That is her name. Her <laughs> name is Clark. I do not have IMDb up right now. <laughs> you know, I, I like uh, post-apocalyptic Earth type things and you know, generally we only see this stuff in like movies or maybe the Sci-Fi Channel, um, but we don't ever see it in a in a lengthy series uh, on on a pretty, I guess, decent network. CW has certainly gotten better over the years, um, but it's it, I feel like it's 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 moving pretty well so far. Granted, like we said, this is just the first episode. Yeah. Um, Casey, you had made a point about lens flares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they have some like. They have some J.J. Abrams level shit going on on that space oh, station yeah. where like they have 30 lens flares on every little LED on the entire screen going on all the time. To be fair though, to be fair though, I, I did want to make this point because I've seen some of the videos that uh, Chris Chris Headfield, I think is his name, one of the NASA scientists uh, from, I believe he's from Canada. He might be a Canadian astronaut now I think about it. Um, but he released some some videos when he was on the space station. And those videos were just raw videos, but they had lens flares as well. So I think in, in real life, the way that like the exposure works from the sun based on the like the low contrast inside of a space station, that there would be a lot of lens flares. But I mean, that being said, you are recreating it, so maybe dial dial the lens flares back a little bit. <laughs> like I can't, because it's just like one big lens flare the entire time. They're like walking past some some light bulbs, and it's just everything is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that was I, I I wanted to make sure because I know you tweeted that, and then like I watched it last night, and I was like, for some reason, I found myself like I found myself paying attention to all the lens flares. There's a lot of lens flares. There really is. <laughs> It was their own little personal homage to uh, to, to Star uh, Trek. To Star Trek. Star Trek yeah. um, but let's get into the story a little bit here. Uh, so you got these 100 people uh, that were teenagers. Pick- teenagers. That's what they are. Yeah. To well, not just teenagers. They're, they're criminals, right? That's yeah. that's 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 what they are. <laughs> 
They're not people. They're teenage criminals. They're teenage criminals. Not people. <laughs> and that's how they're treated on, that, on the arc. So, you know, that's yeah, accurate. That's, that's exactly story. right. Um, it's terrible. It's awful. But it's it is. how it is there. It's not reality. very nice. Not very nice. It's the future. Get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're sent down to Earth to basically see, you know, how things are, right? They wanted, they wanted to make, to find out uh, the, live, the, the living conditions of Earth. If people can even go down there because they haven't been there. No one's been there in 100 years. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they got the kids kind of messing around. Um, what's his name? Finn? Is that his name? That The guy that gets out of his seat and, and he's floating around. Am I saying that right? Does anybody what? know what I'm talking about? The, the character who, who uh, gets out of his seat when they're still in the atmosphere. They're, they're still oh, outside the um, Earth's at- atmosphere. The hell is his is name? It, it's Finn, right? I'm looking at it right now. It is not. I do not know. I have no uh, idea. I'm looking for his face. Oh, I'm no, sure uh, yeah, Alessia is going to correct it's, us it's, right now. She's yelling at us. I can I have hear to, her. <laughs> I have to ask while you're while you're looking that up. I have to ask why are they sending them down right now? At the beginning of the show, they say like. There's going to be, like, what, 50, 50 more years or so before the Earth is able to be habitable. And they're like, ah, fuck it. We'll send them down anyway. And they're so they're running now, out of um, – they don't have enough uh, supplies to, so for, now, to, to sustain them. Right. So they need but, I mean, now. So I'm wondering if they're going to have to deal with the effects of radiation poisoning because you can't just – uh, referencing another one of my tweets, you can't just wish away radiation with the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you got to deal with that well, shit. Well, I guess they do- were they were hoping they were expendable, so they're you know, and that's why they have the monitoring bracelets and stuff like that to see if they're affected by radiation. Right? Well, you do you do kind of see the effects of the radiation when you get disfigured Bambi. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Another thing. Another thing. They've they've been on the Ark their whole lives, so they've ne- they've never seen a deer up close. So yeah. Why would that be? Why would that be? Why would a two faced deer be weird? I think they have. Books on how they have it works books? down on oh, Earth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because she said it, and all the things I've read, I, it, there's not a river here, you know. So like, you know, I'm I'm guessing they're, you know, like they have education on how Earth life is because right. they're, you know, ultimately trying to go back to it. That was another. Th- yeah. That was another thing. How do they have such update, up to date knowledge of the Earth that they're able to put it down in books that she's read? Is it like Apocalypse Daily? Where you have Carson, <laughs> Carson hey Daly comes on TV and tells you about the Earth updates. <laughs> this week in Leo DiCaprio news, uh, he's still, still a mutant, dead. still a mutant, still dead, still walking around the mountain. Dead mutant. He <laughs> ate a squirrel today. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> you know, one of the things I really uh, I liked about the show was the the interesting characters that we're getting to we're getting to to know. Uh, Octavia and her brother. Uh, I can't. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. I don't remember the guy's name. Octavia's brother. Octavia's brother. I, I thought they were very interesting characters. Um, I thought it was uh, interesting. Bellamy how- Blake. What? Bellamy Blake. That's his name. The actor or the or the character. The character. Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's his name. Okay. So uh, I I thought that was inter- I thought he was interesting because uh, he snuck aboard the ship, and then he almost wants to become the. The leader, and then he says yeah. no uh, because the 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 son of the chancellor is is you know like saying everyone needs to leave their bracelets on, and and this is the only way we're gonna stay in touch with everyone from the arc, and 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 it becomes like uh like you know they want to be detached from it because they've been treated like criminals. They're just they're they're kids, and they they 
they they're done with everything that happened up there, and so they're just like good riddance. Matt, what did you what did you think of uh, of that whole story? Um, I I like that the uh, pilot established everyone's like uh, like motives. I think that's really cool. You have Clark who just you know wants to save everybody who wants to you know the group. It doesn't matter. What matters right now is we have nothing to eat. So all the supplies are over there. So let's get over there. Whatever you guys don't want to come and be Lord of the Flies. All right, cool. Then let's just <laughs> then I'll go get it. You know, fuck you guys. I'll save the world. I'll save us. And then um, you have uh, Bellamy just like he. I mean, we we find out, or it's you know we find out that he shot the president or he shot the not the president. What's the, uh, what Chan- it, the chancellor. chancellor? Shot the chancellor. Snuck aboard. Now he's on the ground. Um, and uh, it, it he says that he doesn't want to be the leader, but you know he he kind of does. You know. He wants to lead the new people yeah. uh, on Earth. And um, I th- I think that... I forgot what I was going with this. Uh, it's not well, good. Oh, it's, it's, it's not, not good. good, no. I, everyone good. has clear motives. Even the, the guy on the Ark that sent uh, Clark's mom to death is obviously just wants to be the new Chancellor. Um, the Chancellor is just like, I just want to save my people, you know, and figure it out, try to get back to Earth. What I don't understand, though, is why they think that taking off the bracelets will make the people on the Ark think that they're dead. Uh, because, life trackers? Because, well... Sensors? Well, were you, were you listening to Abigail the whole time? She's like, no, it, it, it could be radiation. It's probably not. That's not the effect. That's not, not how radiation works. It's a slow, painful process. They wouldn't just, you know, be fine one second and cut off. And the guy's like, maybe that's how it works. And then she's like... <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no, dude, that's <laughs> not how it works. And it and like it seems like she's the only smart person there. But I don't know. Maybe that's teenage logic. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm seeing here. It's like, like that, you know, that kind of leads that leads me into one of the points I wanted to bring up, which is, what do you guys think about the the dialogue in the show? It kind of it strikes me as like what uh what Vampire Diaries might be to like Castlevania Dracula lore uh, is yeah. what. This show is to a typical sci-fi show for me. It's you can tell it's aimed at a lot younger of a crowd, and that the the dialogue is kind of it's it's teeny, teeny. I feel like that's not the right word. Tweeny, 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 ish, young adultish. God, why do I feel like like? Why do I feel like an old ass man right now? Because we are teeny, teeny poppers. Okay. Um, I anyway. do remember though Amy talking about the show. She this is one of her classic picks. I I think like a month and a half ago or whatever. Yeah. She she was talking to us about it and she said just get through the first half of the first season. It's gonna feel really CW and then it gets really good. Okay. So um, I'm thinking uh, the writers were pitching it to the network and then the network was just like okay do whatever the fuck do you it. want just do it and then okay. like boom. So um, I'm getting the same um, vibes from it. So. If it wasn't for Amy and just the huge following behind it, saying how it gets great in season two, um, I wouldn't really be sticking with it. But I mean, I I like the 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 effects that are into this show. Like something that I mentioned is like the outer space shots. That looks great. That, they're not bad. They're pretty. <laughs> that good. That was really good. Yeah. And um, you can tell that they really put a lot of eggs in the in the in one hundreds basket. And I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the 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 pilot is is a good way to hook people into the idea of the show. I know I'm hooked. I'm going to finish off the the season just to give it a chance. Um, but I'm really looking forward to more like in depth writing. But I think it's just because the pilot, just the way that it is, it has to establish so many things. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, there's and, a like set a tone. You know, 
Yeah, there, there's so much that's going to happen. I mean, you know, like you said, Matt, it's just the pilot episode. You know, they're, they're establishing a lot. So we'll get to a lot more story um, as we move along. I mean, you know, the way it ends uh, certainly made me go, what the hell? Like, yeah, did not see that coming. Yeah, uh, you know. They're, <laughs> Things they're, that make you go, what the fuck was that? Well, I think what it was, too, was they uh, uh, – I want to say this. The show did a nice job of building up suspenseful moments and having little sure. payoffs – um, you know, you had Octavia who went in the water and she was like, hey, everybody jump in. And then there's some <laughs> weird sea creature that comes and takes her and almost eats her alive. Uh, and then um, and and then you when they're when they're swinging on to the second part where uh, <clears throat> where, where this mountain is that they got to get to uh, Jasper at, at one point is, you know, he, you, you think everything's fine. It, it does seem like everything's okay. He's like raising the sign in the air. Yeah, we're here. And all of a sudden, boom, there comes a spear right through him. And I wanted, uh, two things to happen or I, I wanted at least one of two things to happen. A giant dinosaur, which means, um, Terra Nova's <laughs> coming back or it's the same Ooh. universe as Terra Nova. Or I just, or I wanted like an Ewok, like, like, a, like a log swing to happen. And it's actually part of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, I wanted either one of those things to happen, but I'll take random spear from the forest because now that's really interesting. Oh mm. man. Yeah. It was, it was uh, log that, spear. Was, that was funny, <laughs> but no, no, it, it, that was really interesting. It's surely, it's really like, Made me take notice and go, whoa! What the hell are we watching here? Um, Plus, with a soundtrack like that, I mean, you have all the best hits of 2010. Oh my gosh! Oh, I yeah. know. I was like, I the music they're playing, like, whoa! I, I forgot. Yeah, radioactive, magic. Ra- yeah. I like uh, it. Clever, clever. Radioactive because of radiation. I get it. And radiation-related diseases. Oh I totally man! Get it. Nailed it, Casey. Nailed it. <laughs> I hope um, that they make a boat so that they can play sail eventually. <laughs> Maybe this is one big Oregon Trail game. I don't. Know. <laughs> They're gonna die of Space dysentery. Version. I don't. Know. <laughs> you have died of future dysentery, <laughs> radiation <laughs> dysentery. Oh my goodness! Spear, spear-related dysentery. Oh man! The spear was just covered with it, because that's how dysentery works. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm really Sneered. interested to learn more about the bad guy, the guy who. Tried to kill Clark's mom and almost let the Chancellor die, and and, uh, and I, you know, it's it's very interesting as we go to learn about this future because they have some interesting rules. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's curious that you call him the bad guy because he is just following the rules to the letter of the law, and I realize that's not the most convenient thing for all the characters that we like, but he is he is just literally following the rules, and that's what makes him the bad guy. I know. Well, maybe it was just like the rules, like in general, like you know, well, he's, the he's mom. Following, he's following stupid rules. He's following. Well, yeah, stu- that yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is is you know, the mom did the surgery on the chancellor and had to use more blood to keep him alive. But in this future, that's wrong. You can only use so much blood. So I guess that was where where my point was coming from. But uh, but like you said, case yeah, I mean it's it's interesting that I am calling him the bad guy because of those reasons. But in actuality, he's just following the rules that that's are set in front of them. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, Matt, were you excited to see Kelly who? Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. It's Kelly who she's awesome. <laughs> you guys met her for me <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> yeah. No, like, a couple years ago, I met her at comic con. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, very cool lady. Um, but uh, let's see. Did I miss anything? I, I think overall I, I was, like I said, I was impressed. There were, there were certain, yeah, there were certainly certainly some flaws in the pilot, 
Um, not every pilot's going to be perfect, uh, but uh, it, it had me intrigued and it had me really wanting to know more. And especially leaving me with that cliffhanger at the end of the first episode, you're kind of like, whoa, what's what's going on here? So um, I'm inter- interested to see how it goes on this earth that people haven't been on in, in, in hundreds of years or not hundreds of years, a hundred years. And um, find out if there's more, uh, you know, uh, zombified uh, Bambies. Let's do a rundown of quick predictions for season one. Uh, they make it to the mountain. The mountain is a is a lie. Uh, they encounter some some mysterious smoke, and the smoke slowly <laughs> kills off all the Dang characters. It. You had There's... my you took my lost theory. Damn it! <laughs> you took mine as well. God damn it! <laughs> Yes, I was only gonna say there's there's this other group there's this other group called the Others oh, and man. they've been on Earth for a long time. Ah, oh, damn you, Casey. There's a fat one. He's the first to die. <laughs> well, he was. Wait, was he the first one to die? I don't know. I've never seen Lost. I'm guessing. Oh come on! You can't make that joke if you've never seen Lost. You and yet, and yet, it's been done. Kids it's these done. days. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say another group on the island. They've somehow survived in bunkers. They yeah. want to. They, they they want. They, and then the struggle ensues with, uh, who whose uh, mountain is it really? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, struggles, it'll struggles it'll be interesting. Uh, but I I certainly do think there are there are uh, people beans or whatever you know on Earth that have probably been on Earth for a long time and and nobody knows about them, especially the people Twist. on the Ark. Uh, yeah. So. What if there's a twist? Human or uh, animals have have evolved to become humans. They're human like. So we dolphins, have this crazy like dolphins animorph- rule the planet now. Dolphins rule the planet. Oh shit! <laughs> they throw spears at people because they're dolphins dicks. Like, they're assholes. They're the worst. Oh man. <laughs> if that. <laughs> um, likes animals except dolphins. So, so that's gonna do it for our TV talk and our our 100 talk. Like I said, we're we're gonna break down this whole first season. It's got a huge following. We were all pretty impressed with the first episode. I'm so we're, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep on it and uh, and and so just turn in tune in every week to us and we'll be breaking it down. Whether you've watched it before, whether you're new to the show, um, it should be a lot of fun. Um, really quickly, we uh, we got kind of a new segment. Uh, the comments comments corner right comments Case? corner yep. yeah thank the, you thank you Matt <laughs> uh, we had a comment uh, Mr. Salzy sent out a tweet to everyone saying hey send us any questions comments we'll sh- shout you out the, on the show uh, this one comes from at Enza 0305 uh, she says hey guys what's the new fa- what new fall show what's MC <laughs> let me read this I can't even read this one <laughs> Uh, what's the new fall show that looks the most interesting to you? Choose only one. Cheers oh, from Belgium. Oh. I love Bil- I love Belgian beer, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Um, Casey, what what show in the fall are you looking forward to the most? Um, see, I never really got into the original heroes. Uh, I don't know. I was a little bit young at the time, if you can imagine that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh aren't you still now that, young <laughs> now that probably probably shit i don't even know what young means these days uh well so i'm i'm excited for heroes reborn on in, on nbc yeah. i uh i i want to i couldn't get into the original i'm hoping that maybe the the reboot sparks my curiosity because I, I i feel like the original show was good for a while and then it kind of dropped off towards the end and that's what really stopped me from going back and 
and watching the whole thing. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Heroes Reborn on NBC. All right, uh, Matt. Uh, I'm really excited for Supergirl. Um, I don't really follow. Um, I, I want to be surprised, so to speak. So I'm not really going to follow really closely. I'll definitely see a lot of articles about it, but I'm not going to be hunting down for like production photos. I'm just going to kind of like just take in the marketing as as it comes in. But um, I'm really really excited to see uh, Supergirl. The the extended trailer alone got me excited about it, and um, I'm really happy to see that it looks like just from what I see in the trailer, they're going to handle the character well and have like you know. It's going to be a fun kind of like uh, coming of age type of uh, thing, even though she's already an adult. But, uh, you know, just kind of like learning her powers kind of thing again and how to use them. And she's like, I think, I, like I said a couple weeks back, um, she's one of the first superheroes, like origin stories, where she wants to be the hero. She wants to be out there and she wants to be saving people um, and isn't reluctant about, you know, showing her identity, so to speak. So, um, I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Supergirl. Yeah. So I, so I take it you didn't see the pilot, the leaked pilot then? I did not, no. I, Ooh, I saw it. I, I am not watching it. I will watch it when it comes out. Uh, Andy's probably screaming at me right now. He said, well, you're not a real fan. Uh, well, yeah. Good self-control. Good self-control. I have, I'm trying so hard to not click on all those links. <laughs> Because yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I wanna, I wanna follow. You know what? Uh, I wanna be a part of the fun. You know. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I actually, I tweeted to uh, Rebecca Johnson this past week and of uh, Supergirl Radio, and uh, she was on our show a couple weeks back. Yeah. To talk about the trailer, and I tweeted to her because I read an article. I didn't. I kind of skimmed through it because it was somebody's spoiler-free review of the leaked Supergirl pilot. So I kind of like browsed through it and just wanted to hear uh, one person's opinion. And and uh, they didn't really give much away, which was good. It was just really their opinion of the episode. And so I tweeted to her. I said, you know, I I, I tweeted her the link. I said, you know, I, I'm really interested to get your thoughts because I just assumed she had, you know, she'd watched it. Uh, but she tweeted me back with a smiley face and said. Uh, if you want to know what I think, you gotta wait till uh, what is it? When's the premiere? Is it uh, November? It's yeah, sep- September. She she said just you gotta wait till then. And I said that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, but I'm I'm really interested to see. Uh, I'm I'm interested in Supergirl definitely. Um, gosh, I'm I'm really trying pick, to think. Gotta pick one, Pete. I gotta pick one. Um, you know what? We were actually just talking about it, and and I'm not a big fan. I'm not the biggest fan. Of turning movies into TV shows, but I will probably give Limitless a chance. Uh, Wait, you know, hold on. What? They're they're yeah, they're, they're making yeah, they're, a... they're making a, a TV show out of Limitless, and uh, there's rumblings that Bradley Cooper can make a cameo as his character in the TV that show. Is awesome. So I'm I'm probably going to be checking that out. Week? I thought I heard that. Never mind. I'm not sure. Maybe, but um, I remember hearing about this. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. I love the movie. So I'm I'm interested to see how how that uh, how that looks. So if I had to pick one as of this moment, that would be the one. Um, so thank you for that comment. We really appreciate it. If you have any comments, uh, questions, let us know. We will read them back during uh, comments corner. A new segment on Cena Nerd. Nice, uh, good, so- good sell, Pete. <laughs> I try, man. I try. Uh, So moving on, we're going to end with our classic movie TV picks. Take it away, Casey. Uh, (laughs) He's furiously scrolling through Netflix right now. (laughs) 
Okay, forget. my pick is going to be Archer this week. Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> a very fun. Archer. It's a. Uh, I beg to differ. I'm pretty sure this is an original pick that's never been picked before. So, uh, Archer is a very good uh, show, uh, fe- featuring uh, H. John Benjamin as the lead uh, as the lead voice for Archer, the greatest super agent or secret agent on the planet, and he knows it, and he's very unapologetic, and it's a very funny show. It has a little bit of a linear plot, uh, but. But enough, not enough to where you can't, you couldn't jump in at any episode and still feel like you've you've got the whole story. Um, it follows a a secret agency in a in a futuristic nineteen seventies eighties America, I think. And uh, it's a very 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 funny show. If you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, uh, the main character from that voices. Archer. It's hilarious. Uh, you should be written crazy fast paced like comedy. Very. Yeah. Very fast-paced, lots of undertones, lots of callbacks to previous episodes. Um, just really in-depth characters. It's very funny. I like it. And so, Jimmy she's awesome. But, yeah, true. And so for the first time ever, Archer uh, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I can't stop thinking of the video that Matt showed me with just all the times that Archer said phrasing. <laughs> because, oh, man, that's yeah, just that's just Phrasing pure. the supercut. Pure are comedy. Doing, are we still doing phrasing? No? Okay. We can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what's your pick? My pick is uh, White Collar. It's a USA show that happened a few years ago. Uh, it had several seasons. I'm trying to look up how many it had right now. But um, I, it's funny because um, the reason I'm picking it is because I, I caught it um, a couple, like like a week ago or so, and I was, just, I was kicking it out of your house, Pete. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was like, oh, White Collar has like a four-hour like marathon going. And I forgot how much I like this show. It's uh, It stars uh, Matt, Matt Bomer, uh, very handsome guy, super gay apparently, um, and uh, but not on the show. He plays a, uh, a thief who was caught by the uh, FBI, and now he works with the FBI to try to catch other thieves. And uh, it's it's pretty fun. Like uh, he has like an ankle bracelet that is tracking him around, so he doesn't leave like his house. And like um, the uh, the but the main storyline, but, but uh, behind all the case, the weekly cases is um, his girlfriend was taken by some unknown person, and uh, he's trying to get in contact with her. She's leaving cryptic messages for him, and for some reason she can't contact him because he's working with the FBI. So it's that constant. Um, you know, I'm working with the FBI, I'm working against them kind of thing, and um, the whole mystery on what happened to his girlfriend and, and this mysterious music box that she says has all the answers. So, it's a good show. Um, I believe it is not on Netflix, but it is uh, on Hulu, I think. It's somewhere. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, I, just, just to build up my pick for this week, yesterday for some reason I was on some 80s kick. So I was like listening to 80s music, um, watching some 80s movies. And uh, I'm going to suggest an 80s movie. Uh, it's called Secret of My Success. It's with Michael J. Fox. Um, basically, uh, he is just graduated from college. And uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm graduating tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but he just graduated from college and he's looking to – Make it big uh, in uh, New York City, uh, and he's gonna do whatever he can to make it happen. And it's a, uh, it's it's a com- it's a it's a funny little comedy that Michael J. Fox did back in the '80s. Um, I love my '80s movies, so 
uh, that's going to be my pick for this week. I, I believe it's actually on demand right now. So if you have, I know I have Xfinity, so it's it's free if you want to watch it. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. Um, have to get back to you on that one. But that is my pick for this week. Um, nice. All right. So my real pick of the week is going to be <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer. It's oh, okay. it's also kind of an '80s style movie, but it's done as a complete parody. And there's a new there's a new one coming out. So Wet Hot American Summer for real this time. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that, Casey. Good choice. Hey, hey good thank choice. you. Thank you. Very good choice. All right, so that is going to do it for our show this week. We we hope you enjoyed uh, all the TV talk we had because there was a lot of it, and there will continue to be a lot of it. Um, like we said, there's more shows coming out. Uh, as the summer kicks in, we don't take breaks because there's always something new on TV. Um, let's see here. You guys wanted to add anything to as before we leave? I love you. <laughs> Oh, Casey, I love you too. Not, um, I wasn't talking. I was talking oh, to the listeners, Pete. I'm gonna go stealing, I'm, stealing love. I'm gonna crawl back in my corner now. Um, all right, so Casey, let everyone know where they can find you at. Hey, they can find me uh, on Twitter at Via Blast if they want to see some stupid, just stupid things that come out of my mouth. Uh, uh, if they want to see some pictures that I take, follow me on Instagram. I Instagram pretty hardcore at uh, Facey Cranko. First name, last name, switch the first letters. And uh, if you want to see my day-to-day life, uh, Snapchat at L Shades of Franco. And uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, Matt. Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Also wait. Ping. Oh, Ping. If anyone remembers Ping, you can look me up on Ping. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Friendster? Yeah. You have a look Friendster? That, look that one up in the history books. Friendster? You have a Zanga? I feel like I, I read about the ancient Friendster culture in some history book one time. Do you have a so. dig.com username? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, Call it back. back. Call it back. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Salzy. I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. hey yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Cena Nerd, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Cena Nerd. Uh, we have a Periscope account, so follow us. We will be uh, having fun with that and trying to get a little more interactive with you guys. So that should be a lot of fun as we go. You can find me on Twitter at Pacing Pete. Uh, Instagram is the same thing as well. You can email us here at the show, scene letter and nerd at gmail.com. That is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, Till next week, you have a DVR, use it. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. (laughs) Falling off a cliff. Can you hear my dog breathing? (laughs) A little bit. I was wondering what that was. I was like... I was like, is somebody like sliding something? <laughs> no, it's my my dog just being chronically out of breath. She well, I, it's not my dog, it's my parents' dog. She's small and, and weak and just generally useless. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? Uh well my my parents have a, a Papillon, so it has like these like big ears. She's very fluffy and she's uh super dumb. She's super dumb. <laughs> Uh, I think she has. I think she has OCD, honestly, because I have to like. She's very particular about certain things. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to like put her food, not in a bowl, but on on a dish. It's cra- it's crazy. She won't eat her food if it's in a in a bowl because her her collar hits the side of the bowl and she scares herself 
with the with the clanging, and so she won't eat <laughs> she won't eat food. <laughs> oh man, it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous. She'll only eat food off the dish if it's turned perpendicular to the wall, not parallel. Uh huh. She'll only go down the stairs with you if you match her pace. If you walk faster than her, she'll stop and she will refuse to walk down the stairs. And then you have to go back up and then walk down with her. That's funny. That's funny. <sighs> what are you doing? What's your problem, huh? Huh? What's your problem? <laughs>